0: Listener
1: Production.
0: I'm Action Alexa, former college American football player and wrestler turned half Ironman competitor. I've recovered from alcoholism and managed to die on the operating table four times. And now I'm a strength coach and motivational speaker.
1: And I'm Jenna Louise, an ex-competitive gymnast and BMX racer, now a multidisciplined, high-performance athlete and coach. Over
0: the course of our careers within the fitness industry, we've seen firsthand the impact that physical strength
1: and mental toughness can have in changing the course of people's lives. In our podcast, How Fitness Saved My Life, we invite people to share the stories and practical skills of how they built their physical, mental and emotional fitness and how that saved them at the hardest time of their life.
2: They're like, oh, you've broken your back. You're not going to walk again. It was a tough realisation to take as a 22-year-old where I thought I had the whole worst of my life planned. And looking back at it now, I'm grateful for that motorbike crash in a way because I never thought that I would be who I am today.
0: Today's guest was a fit, athletic and sports-mad 22-year-old before an afternoon motorbike accident completely severed his spine and rendered
1: him a paraplegic from the waist down. It was here in hospital that he saw videos of sit skiers on YouTube and made the decision to pursue that. This became his lifeline. Within five years, he made his debut at the Paralympics in Korea. As if this wasn't impressive enough, at one point he was ranked sixth in the world in CrossFit. He is also the first paraplegic to climb Australia's highest mountain, Mount Kosciuszko,
0: without any mechanical assistance, a feat that inspired the newly released documentary
1: All the Way Up. He is the definition of resilience and a living testament to the fact that having a disability does not disable you. We're so honoured to have him share a story
0: with us. Welcome, Sam Tate. Yes, Thank Sam.
2: That, <laughs> that is a, um, a lot to hear on my end. I've never really heard all that in one go.
1: And how does it feel?
2: Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. I know. I'm, yeah. I don't know. I haven't really looked back on what I've done. Oh, you're
1: a legend, Sam. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Yeah,
1: sometimes it's hard to, you know, sit back and reflect on things and it only takes somebody else to remind you of what you've actually been able to achieve for you to realise that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I wouldn't ever expect that I've gone this far in the last eight years when I was first in hospital. So. To hear that and look back, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're incredible. So, Sam, <laughs> you've always been a bit of a sports freak. You took part in basketball, tennis, golf, track and field, soccer, and skiing in your younger years. Yes. How did you know that skiing was the one?
2: Skiing, I don't know if you guys ski or snowboard.
1: A snowboard. Ski. ski. A snowboard.
2: Oh, <laughs> beautiful. Perfect. Ski, <laughs> here,
1: here, over
2: here. <laughs> better sport. Yeah. <laughs> skiing and snowboard, it's great. I mean, there's no... To me, it's like the definition of freedom. Mm. It's a way to just kind of forget my injury, forget and move on from my accident and just do something incredible with my life.
1: Totally. I think, even personally, for me, being on the mountain has been in the past majorly um, therapy for me. Yeah. You know, it's that solo, the solo trip to the snow has always been that for me. And it's so special just to, you know, take that solo time out and sit on the mm. side of the mountain and just oh, do yeah. you and be you.
2: Yeah. I feel that so much. Cause when yeah. the days that I love is when I'm out there by myself and it's snowing with no wind and it's like,
1: Bliss.
2: you just like have a moment to yourself. And it's, this is like what you, what life's all about. It's about those little moments and then yeah, being able to go out solo and get out of your head and just kind of relax and have fun. It's It's what it's all about. Totally,
1: I'm right with you.
0: Like, you were 22 when you had the accident. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you remember about that?
2: Yeah, look, that was probably one of the best days of my life prior to my accident. Um, I was riding a motorbike with four mates and it was a sunny, beautiful day. And we started up in the Southern Highlands, went down to Bury and then up through Wollongong, all the way up past Scarborough over the bridge, the ocean bridge, and then through the national park there. And it was about, I think, four o'clock on the way home. And we'll just, I remember just thinking, this is, this is only going to get better because I only had my bike license for a few months and I was only kind of start to become one with the bike, just kind of feel it. Yeah. And then, yeah, I woke up three days later in hospital with my whole family around me. I, I don't really remember what I was thinking, but they're like, oh, you've broken your back. You're not going to walk again. And I was like, oh yeah, no, that's you guys don't know anything. I'll be walking in a few days. I'll be back at work on Monday, and weeks throughout to years. And it was a tough realization to to take as a 22 year old, where I thought I had your whole life, the whole rest of my life planned, and I had a great job that I only just found, and I was loving that, and I was about to move out of home with my partner, and everything just kind of seemed like it was all lining up. And then, yeah, I had this life changing accident and injury. And it, I mean, looking back at it now, I'm, I'm grateful for that motorbike crash in a way because I never thought that I would be who I am today. And I get to travel the world to ski, and I've competed at two Paralympic Games. And I'm a much better human now than I, I think ever would be back when I was 22.
0: All right. I mean, that's incredible just to even hear that. Totally. You know, you are an inherently positive person. Like, I'd like to think that if I had an injury that essentially changed my entire life overnight, that I would choose the same path mm-hmm. as you is that I would choose to see things the way that you do, but you just you just don't know, right? Like yeah. is that something that you thought about beforehand?
2: Oh God, no. <laughs> Not at all. Um Like what you said just then, I, like everyone always says that I'm positive and just like inspiring for just moving on. But I always say, I think if you're put in the situation, you can either choose Mm. to go two ways. And I think I would hope most people would choose the positive path and I guess move on from what had happened or try and accept what happened and you're going to live your life as best and as well, well as you can. It never really occurred to me. That I like that I inspire people, mm. but I think if you put in the situation where, I mean, you have to just kind of live, right? And for me, I'm not doing it to inspire people, but if I can, that's that's an extra bonus. But I'm just living and really just living and enjoying every aspect of my life. And I love a challenge. I love pushing myself and being out there. So what I'm doing now with skiing and then climbing Kosciuszko, and it's just kind of it's kind of feeling that missed hole that I had when I was on a bike. And I try, yeah, I just try and find that in every aspect of life.
1: When you were in hospital and and you just had your accident and you woke up a few days later, did you, I mean, I feel like of course you would have, but did you have moments where you were like, I just don't believe this, I, I don't want to do it, I just don't want to live like this? Oh, yeah. Did you have those thoughts and how did you overcome that?
2: Yeah, there was one moment that I remember vividly in hospital, it was uh, maybe a week after and I was just laying in bed and my dad was around and and I remember just asking like why. Why has this happened to me? Like I don't think I deserved the accident or to be in the situation that I am. I don't know, it was and then we I don't know, we cried for I don't know, maybe I don't know, half an hour, it wasn't long, but that was the only time I've really kind of questioned why me. And then I thought to myself, seen everyone else in pain, like my parents, my friends, Mm. I need to do something to be able to get them out of pain. And the only way that I thought of that was, let's just be happy, move on, get out of hospital, get out of rehab and just kind of live my life.
1: So really you were doing it for the people around you that you loved and obviously it helped you in the long run.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It helped me definitely. But I think their pain was my motivation to Mm. move on and get better and- Yeah, I really just kind of stayed my happy, positive self as best as I could throughout the whole rehab process to help them move on.
0: Wow, what a powerful why to have. Like we always talk about that, you know, what is your why? Why do you do the things you do? And that's such a powerful why to have. Mm. Coming on from that, like what was the moment or the pivot point that you were kind of like, okay, you know, this is my lot in life now. This is the situation. I'm going to make the best of it. This is what's gonna happen and this is my next goal. Uh
2: I can't pinpoint a moment, but it was in rehab. And rehab was it was intense days. You're up at like 6 30 and rehab and then the hospital food wasn't the best. But um <laughs> Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's I nice. think that was also a motivation to get out of hospital. I was like, I <laughs> wanna eat something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I True. But, um I don't know. I watched uh I heard about Sitscate and Even like it just sounded awesome. And then I looked up some videos and Googled like what is a sit ski and I saw some of the downhill runs from the Sochi Paralympics and it looked gnarly. incredible. And I thought, well, I know that's going to make me happy. Mum is probably going to be a little bit more scared than (laughs) me riding a motorbike. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it just, like the second I saw it, it, I knew like, I was like, that's, Just me, like it looks gnarly. It's got kind of the same feel as a motorbike and it looks freeing. There was no really question. It was like from there I'm just going to go skiing and then set my mind on going to a Paralympics and then it kind of just snowboarded so fast after that. I I didn't really have time to think what's going on. It was just go, go, go. And then, yeah, four years later I'm at a a Paralympic Games and, yeah, I think I, I don't know. I don't really comprehend how fast that happened or how how it happened, but it it happened and it's it was a ride, well, or it still is a ride. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. And would it be fair to say that in this respect, fitness or your love for sport and having a massive new goal helped give you purpose and consequently saved your life?
2: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I think without fitness and the gym and then sit skiing, I, I mean, I came back from, the game is LA two weeks ago, and I got back and I was felt lost. I didn't really know what to do, and I was like, "This is like, cool, this is it." And then <laughs> my coach told me to have two or three weeks off the gym, but I was like, "I need to start oh. training again because
0: yeah.
2: I don't really like it's been my life for so long. I don't really know what to do without it." So I started the I think yeah yesterday and. I'm very sore today, but, I mean, I I feel (laughs) so much better.
1: (laughs) And you can see it on your face. You're so vibrant too. There's a lot to be said for what training does for you. This is true.
2: This is true. 100%. It's amazing.
0: I mean, look, you had to relearn how to ski, and correct me if my description is completely off base here, (laughs) but essentially ski in a bucket, suspended over a monoski, holding two outrigger skis to turn. Yeah. Did I, did I nail that? That's, pretty, Is that right? that's,
2: that's probably <laughs> that's the best definition I've ever well heard. Done. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done.
0: Okay. Yay. Can you describe for us like what your first experience at skiing was like?
2: Oh, it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I got it and you're on this single ski and you've got two foreign outriggers, we call them outriggers, um, on our arms. And it was such a weird feeling sitting in that ski, knowing how to ski and how like to go down a mountain oh to God. going back to baby, like baby steps where I couldn't, I was on I I don't know if you've been to Threadbow on Friday flats. Yeah, It's flat and getting down there was hard. And then it was, yeah, it was a weird feeling using your core to turn instead of like your ankles and your, your legs. So. For
1: sure. Wow.
2: But I loved every second. Like I was out there for four hours the first day and the second day and, I don't know, I just, like, it just called to me and I can't explain the feeling, but it, I'm so glad it did and it's been an incredible journey.
0: So obviously when you're a skier and you get taught to ski and you mm. get, like, I mean, my dad used to be a ski instructor he just pushed me down the mountain and yeah. was like, you know, <laughs> try and stop and I'd be like, yeah, what? Yeah. But you can snowplough. <laughs> yeah. So you snowplough yeah. to stop. But how do you stop in a sit ski? Because you can't snowplough, can you? No.
2: No, you can't snowplow <laughs>
0: So what do you do to stop?
2: So you, essentially you do a hockey, a hockey stop.
0: Oh, what's that?
2: Just like throw it in like a parallel. It's like a skid. It's like a oh, brunt.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'd be on my ass for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you're learning they have ropes at- attached to you so you can't run away or hit someone or hurt <laughs> yeah. yourself. Yeah.
1: Right. Oh, my gosh. Your core would come into play majorly with this, hey? Oh, it's
2: yeah, it's huge and I do a lot of core wow. work but it's, yeah, I mean – I hate core. <laughs> Let's be honest.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm excited to talk about training. We'll get into <laughs> we'll get into the nitty gritty of training yep. soon. But you currently compete for Australia as a para alpine skier. Yep. What events does this
2: include? So I compete in downhill, which is we we'll start at the fastest event and my favourite event. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: how fast do you go? Yeah. Tell
2: or, us. you it probably up around 120, 130 K's in the hour.
1: So Ooh. you are right in saying it's it's similar to. Motorbiking.
2: It's Yeah, it's oh, very similar. Yeah, it's you wow. and, and the, the turns turn and everything. And, and, oh, yeah. Like the feeling of in a downhill when you're just skiing and everything feels right. There is no better feeling.
1: Oh.
2: But you get down to, at the bottom of a downhill and it's like you kind of just woke up, it's a blur, you don't remember what happened <laughs> and you're like, I never want to do that ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs>
0: How quick is a race? How long does it take to get down um, slope? Oh, it depends on the mountain, right?
2: Yeah. I don't know I what mean, the events I are. Mean, the same. All, I mean, downhill, you're looking at like a minute 40. Wow, I'm going to at the yeah.
1: Oh, lovely. Oh. Wow. <gasps> oh, I, I love I, that. Imagine hitting a speed bump at <laughs> that.
2: Oh. oh, you hit bumps <laughs> and ruts and oh. it's it's controlled chaos, really, a downhill. Amazing. How so, way. downhill's
1: your favorite. So, downhill's my
2: favorite. Yeah. And okay. that's the speed event. Yep. Oh, there's two speed events: so downhill and then there's super G, which is technically a bit slower than downhill and more turnier. Um, and then you got the two tech events, which are giant slalom and slalom. Uh, I don't do slalom because that's I don't know if you've seen where people just bash the gates over and over. Yeah, and yeah that's that's.
0: I've done slalom. It's crazy. Oh, I've done. Oh, did of slalom course you have. And I like I actually we did it in a wideout. And I went, I missed the gates entirely. No, yeah. Went through the last turn, missed the gates and had to like sidestep in my skis back no. up to the starting gates and go why, through why the gates. Why
1: can I picture that so clearly? <laughs> oh, my god! <gosh. laughs> <laughs> Alexa.
0: <Anyway>.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: Nice. Well,
2: I've done that a few times. <laughs> Thank
1: God I'm not alone. <laughs> Let's talk training. Love training. I absolutely love talking about training. I love to hear the ins and outs of what people do for their peak performance. What does your training routine look like on and off-season and can you walk us through a relatively typical day?
2: Yeah, so we just, right now, I've got the best strength and conditioning coach, her name is Kelly. I've had her since 2018 after the Pyeongchang Olympics and she's, I don't know, she's taken my training to the next level. It's insane. Um, so we work off heart rate and variability score, Every day.
0: Interesting. Okay, I'm just going to jump in really quickly here. For those of you who aren't familiar with heart rate variability, from a scientific perspective, it basically tells you whether your nervous system is balanced. Yep. But in layman's terms, it's essentially a measure of how ready you are to perform. So the lower your heart rate variability, the less recovered you are and the less likely you are to perform at your best. It may also mean you're more likely to get injured because you're probably less recovered. For sure. The higher your HRV, the more ready your body is to perform and take on more stress. So, I mean, if you're a performance athlete, measuring this sort of stuff is absolutely vital. You know, what you can't measure, you can't manage.
2: Mm, I love it because you... there's no way of hiding anything and if yeah. you're like recovered, then you've got to hit those recovery um, heart rates and it's brutal. <laughs> what is, uh, what's your resting heart rate? Uh, it's probably 46, 47 at the moment. And what is
1: your heart rate variability average?
2: Um, over the last four months, probably around like 70, 80 Yeah, right, okay. Yep. So pretty low. Yep. But yesterday I was 94, which is really oh, high lovely. for me. Yeah,
1: Nice. Good work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I had no idea what this was. And then when we first started training conditioning, I, I failed miserably <laughs> and I couldn't hit my heart rate scores. And then from there I have made it my goal to never fail one before. And I've, I don't – I think I may have failed one in the last four years, but I've never missed my heart rate uh, zones when I'm training. Wonderful. Good work. I, I mean, it's – Cardio is obviously a love hate relationship. I don't know <laughs> if I know anyone who really enjoys cardio. I'm just pointing <laughs> at you. Can't see me. I'm like, hate
0: cardio. Cardio is cardio. She loves it. Loves it. I do.
1: It. I yeah, I honestly truly can say that I do love cardio.
2: What's your favorite equipment?
1: That's the hardest question for anyone to answer, I reckon. Skier egg. Skier. Ski egg. But definitely a ski egg. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, definitely a ski egg. We need to scary. have a ski egg and, session then. Oh, oh 100%. I'm yeah. so in I'll for that. I'll video that. that. Anything yeah. erg, I'm totally down. Totally.
2: Okay. I can do ski egg a salt bike.
1: Wicked. Oh, yeah, right. How about, oh, just, just oh, arms yeah, only. arms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, we used to do something like
0: which was a 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. Oh, heck. Calories. Yeah, calories. Like,
2: oh, no.
1: And
0: then sometimes you'd go back up. <laughs> he
1: knows uh, no. He knows how good the devil
0: bike is. <laughs> yeah. oh, On that it. note, though, like just very quickly, does the skier transfer over? Like being a skier, I've never been able to ask this question before. Mm. Does the skier actually transfer over into sport? You're shaking your head. Is
2: that mean, no? uh, <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, a skier, I think for cross-country skiers, Sure. Okay. But for skiing, no, I think the rower, just because your legs are so, for would be better or the bike. Right. Interesting.
1: That is
0: so interesting. That is interesting. Concept, don't listen. Yeah. I sell it to my clients. I'm like, my client's doing skiing and they hate it. I'm like, just imagine you're like skiing down the slopes in
1: Aspen. (laughs) No.
2: But how often do you use your arms that much when you're skiing? Like you never do. No. it's true. I mean, it's it's good call, I guess. But Yeah.
1: Totally. And it's just great for endurance more than anything and Yeah, you know, yeah it's good
2: for your heart rate and yeah. your fitness. For yeah. whiplash.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Lex loves it. Yeah. Loves it. Um, okay, so back to back to training. <laughs> Sorry,
2: yeah. <laughs> so a typical day when I'm on snow down in Perisher will be, let's say, on snow at 8 o'clock, 8.30, train for probably like 11, 30, 12. And then because I live on the hill, it's, I'll be home in half an hour and I'll have food, I guess maybe lie down for the like half an hour and then I'll train from maybe, that's, I don't know, two to three, two to four. Then I'll shower and then I normally start work around 3.34. Right. And then finish that at like 11, 12 and then do that five days Back a week.
1: Back again the next day. So yeah. your um, second training session, is that in gym?
2: Yeah, yeah, in gym. So right. it'll be... When I'm on snow, it's more just maintaining strength and fitness, and so mm-hmm. nothing over the top. But there is one we call it a death session a week where you just <sighs> kind of die.
1: Genesoulin. Yes. It's snowing so- on a Friday,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely get into that discomfort zone for sure. Oh, I love it. But yeah,
2: when you're like, love it's it fine when you're in the zone, but when you finish, it's like, nah. Like, <laughs> I find I feel worse when I finish.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you get anxiety before those sessions? We used to have this thing in the gym called Fuck You Fridays mm. and the sessions were so hard that before the session yep. I knew how awful they were going to be and I would have anxiety. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to eat. My <laughs> coffee wouldn't be going down. I'd be like, oh, my God, this is going to be the worst thing ever. You'd have like nervous toilet breaks. It was terrible. <laughs> Do you get like that with those really hard sessions?
2: Um, no, I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. knowing <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> and, I mean, I only get my sessions – the day, like the morning or the afternoon, I'm doing them. So I don't have time to overthink. It's like, look. That's clever. Yeah, okay, and then let's go, really.
1: And, so. you I mean, gosh, you did CrossFit. So you're used to those battling yeah, dirty sessions. Yeah, CrossFit
2: was different though. That was. Very different. Yeah. Brutal. It's, yeah, that was brutal.
1: So <laughs> does altitude come into play with your training and how do you prepare for that?
2: Not as much as you would think. Mm. Like the only altitude training we can get here would be in Australia in an altitude chamber. Yeah. Because 2,000 metres is really not high enough to make much difference. It'll make a little bit, but not much to worry about actually going to altitude. Yeah. But the highest we go really overseas and it'll it'll be training, not even competitions, will be maybe 3,300 metres. Okay. And if you fit enough, you be fine yeah, there. So, manage that. Yeah, yeah it's fine. It, altitude's not too big of an issue.
1: And then, lastly, how do you build your endurance?
2: Uh, a lot of ski erg. Yeah. <laughs> and um, hand cycle. Oh, yes. Ha- hand cycles, I can get more in a flow because it's kind of you just ticking over with your arms. Yeah. But a ski erg, there's all like every pull, I've got that burning pain. And I don't really work on pace. I just, as I said before, work on heart rate. So, yeah. I have to go as hard or as slow or whatever, but
1: yeah, just to get yeah. into those specific zones,
2: yeah. And cool. yeah, the skier, it's love hate, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it's you guys nice. love it? I hate it,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But you said you hate to train core. I mean, I'm like a Pilates. Super fan over here. Like, what do you mm-hmm. do to try and go? I mean, I've seen videos of you. Let me just say this: I thought I was a pull-up queen. Yeah. But I've seen videos of you in the gym in your wheelchair pulling yourself up in your wheelchair. I don't even yeah. know how much that thing weighs. <laughs> Plus, having a chain around your neck. I mean, come on, son. Oh, no, yeah. there's some core involved in that. <laughs> and not
2: just uh, for,
1: not just for five <laughs> reps either. Yeah. Like you're repping it out.
2: I mean, that, I think that comes back down to my mentality where I just want to push and see how far I can actually go. Because I never really, we never do like one RM sessions. It's always five RM sessions or anything. So every now I'm like, yeah, I just get little excited and I just kind of push more. Um, <laughs> and then when you're around mates, you kind of, I don't know, maybe ego steps in a little bit and you're like, yeah, I can lift more than you or anything. But um, <laughs> look, I, Love I don't hate core. I just, it just hurts so much. <laughs>
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. actually think that's common. You're probably right. Yeah.
2: You're probably
0: right. <laughs> like I mean, you have, like, you've mentioned Kelly. You've said that she is epic. Yep. You've also said that she's pushed you out of your comfort zone and not just with fitness but outside of the gym too. Can you kind of elaborate on that?
2: Yeah, so Kelly's always one to kind of, say yes to things and I I always say yes but if I'm a little bit hesitant like the other day I went up to Queensland and to do a bit of kayaking paddling in a kayak boat and I was a bit hesitant to get in because it was they didn't have a backrest for me they didn't have no straps and it's very hard for me to stay upright with no backrest yeah like I just like that bit of support so I'm sitting in this kayak just like kind of level with the top of the with the boat and I was like, I'm going in this water. And it was dirty, muggy, <laughs> like sharky Shark water. And and I was like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then I had to put a paddle in the water and kind of paddle forward. And I was like, I'm going to fall in. And then Kel was just like, no, you, you're sweet. You, like you've done harder things. And I was like, well, if she's here, I can't really say no. So I just <laughs> got in and then <laughs> got it done. But I didn't fall in. Which is so really good. No <laughs> <shy>. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> well
2: done. But yeah, no, she's like she's definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone in training. Like I used to just write my own programs and I'd I'd push myself but not to the point of it'd probably be like a seven out of ten normally. And now mm. it's it's like ten out of ten <laughs> sessions and I love it. It's I was looking at photos the other day of me at twenty eighteen at the games and then me now and you can just see like I'm probably 15 kilos heavier and just, yeah, Yeah. they're different, yeah. It just looks, and obviously over the last four years I haven't really known, but seeing those two photos next to each other, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's not all for nothing. I mean, I know it's not, but (laughs) it's nice to kind of see progress.
1: Totally, and there's something to be said for having a coach that really understands you as an athlete as well and knows where to push you and your limits and those types of things and helps you push beyond them.
2: Yeah, 100%, yeah. She knows me way too well and (laughs) it's, a good thing because yeah. she'll push me and then, yeah, she'll know when I need a day off too because I'm like, uh. Perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. perfect, yeah.
1: I know that Alexa is like super keen for this question about recovery. Yeah. What do you do for recovery? And, Lex, do you want to jump in here with your little spice here? Yeah,
0: look, I mean, I saw this post where you're in an ice bath. I mean, do you have a freezer mm. at home that you use ice baths for recovery? Is that your major tool for recovery?
2: Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Last oh. summer or last summer, two summers ago, We didn't go overseas because of COVID Yeah. Yeah. and I'm not a big fan of summer. So I was like, I need an ice bath because I'm going to die. But um, yeah, I never really got into ice baths until that summer and I loved it. And I I had a little competition for myself to see how low I could get my heart rate while I was in there. I
1: saw that. Yeah. (laughs) And and what's the lowest you've got it to?
2: 48 was the lowest. Get out.
0: How long were you in there for?
2: Uh, maybe 10 minutes, I think.
0: See, I, I can get in there for maybe like... Mine's elevated right now. 30, 30 seconds. <laughs> I know. This actually makes me anxious because the minute I get into freezing cold water, it's like the hyperventilation. Yeah. Mm. So what do you do to calm yourself and calm your breathing and get you to a state where you can actually get your heart rate that low?
2: There's, I think, two things that I do. I focus on my breathing and that is it. Like a few minutes before, I'll just sit there and just kind of like breathe seven in, seven out and just mm-hmm. kind of try and relax as much as possible. And then the second I kind of just love, Feel just tell myself that I'm going to love this and I love <laughs> and it's going to benefit you in the long run. That's
1: what I do. <laughs> I mean, are you guys <laughs> twins at birth? I don't well, understand. Geez, that's what I do. <laughs> I actually say I love this shit. That's what I say in my head.
2: When you're oh. doing cardiac cardio, uh, Just anything hard,
1: anything yeah. hard. Oh, I
2: feel that, yeah. But.
1: I, I mean, I personally don't enjoy the ice baths. I just know <laughs> that they're good for me so yeah. I need to do them <laughs> and I definitely wouldn't do them as often as you but when I do get in one, I can over time start to calm myself and calm yeah. my breathing and lower my heart rate yeah. and that is the game for me is trying yeah. to lower the heart rate. Because your mind's
2: learning too then as well.
1: Absolutely. It's all training the brain for me Yeah, but definitely not down to 48 <laughs> Wow. But like that's just, you know, come on, wow.
0: <laughs> Outside of that, what other accessories to fitness do you have that you would say improve your performance, like visualisation, meditation, mantras, all that sort of stuff?
2: Visualisation mm. for me is huge, especially well when I'm skiing is obviously a really big one, but when I'm doing cardio in pain and you're just like, no, this sucks, I'm like, no, this is all going to go towards that gold medal. Yeah. That's all I picture and I focus on the gold medal and then you just get through it and the pain is still there but it makes it just a little bit tolerable. Wow. I recently saw a quote. It was, you can fail at what you don't love, so why not fail at something you love? Yeah. That really stuck with me like huge because I thought there's so many people who are just doing something because it's nine to five and they're just used to comfort and they're just used to routine And they may not love what they're doing. And, I mean, they may succeed. I mean, they will succeed. But I thought if I'm going to fail at something and skiing, you have a lot of ups and downs, Mm. that I still want to love what I do and love, uh, I guess, learning or love failing. Yeah. And I think, Jen, I was looking at your Instagram just before that you've got discomfort um, equals growth.
1: Yes. I was like, yes, that's. um, (laughs) (laughs) That's literally (laughs) uh, my mantra that's like goes in my. (laughs) Every, oh gosh, I think I repeat it a thousand times a day, this company yeah. equals growth in all facets of life as well. Oh, 100%. I was Not like, that's training.
2: great. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, lo- I loved that. And I was like, that is kind of what I feel with aspects of life. Totally. That's cool. I
0: mean, which brings us to the next question. Like, obviously in professional sport, it doesn't matter what you do. There's always going to be a winner. There's always going to be, you know, someone who doesn't achieve the things that they wanted to achieve. Now you set this huge goal. of being on the podium at the Winter Olympics and it didn't happen for you. Like, can you kind of talk us through that? You know, you said that this was sort of your lowest moment. How do you deal with things when they don't go to plan or with the disappointment that comes with inevitable failures along the way?
2: This one's a hard one because leading up to the Games, everything was in the right spot. I felt so on and just so ready to leave my goal and get on the podium. And then we had a few training days on the slope because with downhill, you get a few days cause it's pretty dangerous and you need to learn mm. the hill and learn where you're going. And it felt, everything felt good. I had a few crashes, but nothing too severe. And I knew in my head, I knew exactly what I needed to do. I knew where I was going every turn to the last second. I knew where I needed to be. And yeah, I don't know. I'm never going to relit. I'm never going to get over the downhill. It's, Devastating. Like, I'm gutted that I crashed, but like the games for me was a huge learning experience. I'm just taking it as that. I I mean, I enjoyed the experience, enjoyed being there, but I kind of just want to forget about what happened and just kind of learn from it and move on because it just like, I, it just cuts, it just cuts deep, really. I feel
1: like it's like it's a grieving process, right? Yeah. There's like a grieving process to not living out that goal that you were so certain that you were going to?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I knew I had to fight for the podium and, I mean, that's why I'm there. I'm going to push to my limits and maybe push beyond sometimes. But, um, yeah, that grief is only going motiv- to motivate me for, more for the next four years to yeah. push an extra 1% in training or do one more run on the hill or, yeah, just be better. I guess. <laughs> yeah, let it drive you. It, yeah, and because I had the same mindset after 2019 World Championships, I was having the run of my life and then just before the finish, I think I kind of relaxed my core and my mind and I crashed and I would have been, I think, first or second. <sighs> Bloody core. I <laughs> know, <laughs> <no>, right? <laughs> what did you
0: learn from that? Do more core. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. True. He's like, uh-huh. an easy- He's like yeah. <laughs> head in hands. <laughs> uh. oh. So, I mean, like you're standing, this is a, I mean, it is a dangerous sport when mm. you think about it. Yeah. You know, especially when you're looking at downhill, you're going 100 to 120 days an hour. Yeah. You know, it's hard to stop. You're hitting speed bumps and stuff on the way. You can miss a turn. Anything can happen. You're standing up there at the start of the race. Like, are you kind of freaking out? Is there stuff that you say to yourself? Like, mm. what do you do with the fear? Yeah.
2: No, I am terrified. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> it's good to know that you have that fear though. Like you're not just standing out there going, like, yeah, man, yeah. off we go. And yeah. here uh, it is. And yeah, melt yeah. it. You know? There's
2: there's a few people in the circuit who's like, no, nah, I'm not scared. I'm like, nah, you're not human <laughs> if you're not scared. Because yeah. the hardest bit is pushing out of the start. Because once you're on, everything becomes habit, and just becomes you know what to do when you're on the on the hill. But when you're at the start and you're looking down, at like a slope that is it's steep, and you're going about 100 k's after the first like three turns, and you can see the finish. And you're like, okay, I've got to push out of here and then get to the finish as fast as I can and not crash, really. And then the referee at the start goes, all right, 30 seconds. And you're like, okay, it takes a few breaths. Longest 30 and just, seconds of my life. Oh, <laughs> it's <laughs> like everything slows down and you're like, okay, I've got 30 seconds, then I then you'll say 10 seconds, and then you've got and within five seconds you've got 10 seconds to go. And you're like, you kind of just like when he says five seconds, you're like, okay, you breathe in and then you push out and then. Like once you're on, it's the best feeling because once you get through that start gate, everything stays in the start, your fear, like your nerves, everything, and then after that, it's the best time ever.
1: Oh, I just felt the nerves <laughs> the way through then. I was like deep breathing and everything. Oh, my gosh. Insane. All right, Sam, so you have a documentary called All the Way Up on 7 Plus, firstly. I had goosebumps the entire time watching this. <laughs> you guys built a hand cycle in order to achieve the cross-country ski up Mount Kosciuszko. However, it was a fairly consistent journey of adapting and modifying the plan to reach the top. Yep. You basically wheelbarrowed a portion <laughs> of the climb too. <laughs> How do you maintain the belief that you could reach the top for the duration of the climb? And do you remember your inner dialogue?
2: Oh, yeah. So the wheelbarrowing was stupid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Whatever. It looked amazing. No, it's I, hard to get
2: taught it at school. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my head at that point, I'm like, this is going to look great on camera. But when I got 10 meters in, I was like, oh no, this is a, this is a bad <laughs> time. This is a, like, and it was about, oh, it was probably 200 meters long. And I was oh. like, what did, like, yeah, it wasn't, I mean, it was probably the fastest way we could have done it. Yeah. It was a, a lot of side hill and the only way is the only way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you got it done. I got through there, yeah. My inner dialogue, I uh, I wanted to, like I had that goal for so long, about oh, a year and a half, and I knew I could do it. I knew like my mindset was there. I wasn't worried about giving up because well, I'd never give up, but um, it was more I was wondering if we're going to make it within the like sunset uh-huh. or be back in time before it got too dark. And I was hoping that the team just wanted to push on and everyone was in the same the same boat we wanted to like but there was no way no one was gonna say let's go back. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was I would never do that again, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> how good are those experiences? I know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know.
2: But yeah, I loved every second of it because I love pushing myself and just seeing how far I can push my body.
1: How long did it take you all up?
2: Seven hours to the summit.
1: Epic. Epic.
2: Yeah. And yeah. how
1: good was the ski down?
2: probably not as good as it looked on the <laughs> film <laughs>
1: it looked bloody amazing though
2: <laughs> it was uh. it was cool but at that point I was so tired my yeah. eyes like the wind was in my eyes I couldn't really <laughs> see much and the snow was it wasn't soft it was like hard, hard icy like crud yeah and it wasn't the best to ski on so I was like it did. I mean, it looks good, but it, yeah. it felt pretty average. <laughs>
1: well, you did it. That's oh. amazing. main thing. I yeah. did it. Crushed yeah. it. Classic.
0: Off the back of that, like, have you had many, you know, DMs from people who've been through similar things that you have to say that you've inspired them? And like, how does that make you feel Like, you're living a really fulfilled life, mm. like serving people? Yeah. What an incredible gift.
2: I get comments and just messages like, how did you do that? Or... Like, why did you do that too? As well, yes. um, but I don't know. I I'm grateful for the life I live because I know it's fulfilling, and I love my life. And it's oh. I don't know. I wouldn't do anything different. I want to push the boundaries as far as I can and see what I can and can't do. And if I can't do it, I'm going to find a way to do it. So I don't know. I just oh my god. Yeah, I didn't do it to inspire people. I like I know people might take it or look at it to be inspiring. But I just, I more did it for for me, really.
0: Yeah. Do you look back now and you're like, you know, you're sitting in the hospital room and you're like, you have those moments where you're like, why me? Do you look back now and you go, now I know. That's why. Now I know <laughs> that's exactly why this happened.
2: A hundred percent, yeah. I know I had to be on this path to, like, I, I think I was always going to be on this path no matter what, whether it was a car accident, skiing accident, motorbike accident, I was always going to be, where I am right now. And I think it had to happen and I'm grateful for what I did with it. And I guess my accident, because the life I live now is so much more fulfilling than I would have ever imagined and ever thought of prior to my accident.
1: God, I love that.
2: And yeah, I'm, I'm like so happy.
1: Oh my God. You so rock
2: honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Know, I'm just going to cry now. I know. <laughs> look, you've achieved so much in such a short amount of time. What does the next four years look like for you leading into your next goal of Italy 2026?
2: Yeah, look, it's back to back to basics this year. Building strength and just building that engine again. And then back on snow as much as I can. I I would like to say I want some time off, but I mean, I don't. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've got two months—well, April, May—just in the gym now, which is nice to just have some routine. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the next four years is just back to skiing. Hopefully, get on the water a little bit to do some paddling and kayaking. But the majority is skiing. I think we've got World Champs next January in twenty twenty three. Over in Europe somewhere, I think, or Scandinavia, I'm not sure. So I'll probably go to that and then might have the next summer off just to kind of reset and push for another three years.
1: Nice. You, mostly you're training um, Parashel, so locally, Parashel Throbot.
2: Yeah, yeah. So mum and dad have a ski lodge there and I manage the bar and it's just ski and ski out. It's the best.
1: Living a dream.
2: It's the best. Far out.
0: So, I mean, speaking of dreams, like what advice would you give the audience? Like anyone out there listening if they are struggling with motivation or commitment towards their goal or even just having trouble believing that they can follow their dreams?
2: I mean, for me, finding something I loved and being active and something that just kind of lifted your endorphins up a little bit. Mm. I think fitness for everyone, you can never come out of the gym and be sad, I don't think. like
0: No one ever regrets a workout. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Unless you didn't hit your yeah. PB that day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're allowed, I mean, you're allowed to have down days. No one's ever perfect all the time, 24-7. Like you look at, I mean, elite athletes, like they are human too, as elite as they are. They yeah. have their bad days and they, not and everything goes their way, but they they get back up and they just keep pushing. And I think, yeah, yeah, the days where you're not motivated are the days you're going to make the most gains or the most commitment towards your mindset or anything. So I think just... Yeah, just find a a sport or something that you can motivate yourself in and just give it your all. And then be surrounded by like-minded people because I found that over the last. So important. So important. Like
1: you are who you hang with. 100%. I want to come and hang with you, Sam. You seem like (laughs) such an epic human. (laughs) Um, And I'm super keen for a ski erg session for sure. I've got two ski
2: ergs in my garage. So
1: wicked. I will video (laughs) it. You guys can do it
0: for the gram. For sure. Anyone can do anything. (laughs) And then you guys can have a pull
1: up
2: cop. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look, the most important question of today, though, and what I really want to know is skiing or snowboarding?
1: Oh, Come on,
2: oh, I know the sk- chance skiing hundred oh, percent. Come
0: on, you two.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: I tried snowboarding <laughs> back before my accident, and yeah, I don't know how you guys do it. I hated it. Yeah, like,
1: so I, that's I what I it. think. I'm like, I don't know how you ski. I can't stand it. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. But snowboarding
1: is just so like. Have ugh, you tried skiing? I have. Okay, I have. I'm not. I'm just not great at it. And maybe I just need to try it again. Mm. But I do love my snowboarding, so I'm going to stick with us. And it's, it's no. hard to go
2: <laughs> down to a ski slope and try something new when it's great weather as well. It is. And you just want to get out oh, there. Like, yeah. I know. Yeah.
1: I know. Just up and down, up and Classic. down, up and down. Love yeah. it. Oh, on that note, look,
0: Sam, you, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Like one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast is we get to meet and pick the brains of just extraordinary human beings doing extraordinary things. And you are certainly doing that. So thank you you for taking (laughs) the time out of your day to
1: join us. Thank you, Sam. You're an absolute legend.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: How Fitness Saved My Life is hosted by me, Action Alexa. And me, Jenna Louise. Producer Tina Matalov. Audio production by Nikki Sitch. And executive producer Jennifer Goggin. Listener.